You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, that's uh, that's pretty good. The Raptors defeat the Phoenix Suns 113 to 104, and uh, definitely a better game defensively. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. having one of those performances that makes you harken back to his blow up, his uh, inferno performances from last season, particularly the however many games in a row of 30 plus points or more that uh, I believe he tied Demar's record or was in the vicinity of the sh- the shooting, the shot making. And the initiation reaching that level for maybe the first time in a meaningful game this season. And that's not to say he hasn't been good this year. I think Gary's had a really, really nice year. I've enjoyed a lot of it. But as far as just taking the ball, getting to jump shots, and having a lot of them drop in, this was a, a big performance. And yes, of course, this is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. And it is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, here's the thing. Shout out to Goldfinger Law. You know why? Because when you go with them, you only pay if you win, which is a good thing because when you're winning, typically you have a surplus amount of money. And if you lose, you don't. And you can contact them at 416-730-1777. Okay, uh, housekeeping as well. January 27th, the 10th annual Raptors Republic 3-on-3 tournament. Uh, celebrities such as Blake Murphy and Simu Liu have been there before. Um, it's always a blast from what I hear. This will be my first year playing in it. Uh, I can't wait to play against people, readers, uh, good basketball players, etc. January 27th, Google it. It'll have all the information. Raptors Republic 3 on 3. And also, there is a live podcast at Rivoli, uh, the Riv, I've been told. And it's myself and Louis Atzman hosting a bunch of other people from Raptors Republic. We'll also be talking about it. It's right before the trade deadline. So it should be lots to talk about, lots of intrigue and interest. There's special guests, there's uh, prizes, all that kind of stuff going on. So it should be really fun. January, or sorry, February 7th, that is. So come out and do that. If you want to meet me, chop it up. That's the best opportunity you'll have. If uh, Not not like a fan way, just like a, hey, um, we can talk about basketball. Uh, I, I'll appreciate your opinion the same way you'll appreciate mine. Okay, we're talking about the game now. Phoenix. 27 turnovers, I believe, in this game. That's a lot of turnovers. Oh, sorry. 25. 25 turnovers in this game. And for the Raptors, that's something they want to get into. That's something they want to be able to do. They kept the Suns away from the rim. They turned them over on almost 30% of their possessions. That's awesome to see. Prior to the game, Nick Nurse talked to media uh, and said that it was 20 minutes of talking, that they had a meeting. And he was the only one doing it. So I can't imagine it was pleasant. It's probably, you know, and I talked to him after the game too and asked like, hey, how, how tough is it or what's harder to critique a team on effort because it seems inherent and it seems like something that you can just pick up and do. 
or, or technique or something like that, where it's maybe more specific and there's a learning curve and all that kind of stuff. And, and he said effort because uh, there's nothing without effort. Effort is funny. And it's interesting to think about it because you don't want to make this game that's quite complex just come down to this binary team tries hard or team doesn't. But when you look at the Raptors um, in this game, being a little bit better in passing lanes, being better at the point of attack, some of that is schematic. Some of that's the guys they're playing. I'll talk about the Aiden matchup in a little bit, but the Raptors doing a better job of competing and also doing a better job of getting back in, in transition. This is a lot of it affected by who you're playing and how you're able to imprint your own game plan upon them. Monty Williams talked about this before the game and how the Raptors and, and teams around the league have started going after the offensive rebounds more and how the Raptors, you know, what they do is he, he was making the joke that sometimes it seems like they sub guys into offensive rebound, like eight guys at once. And, and he also talked about how in the Suns going from a, a bad offensive rebounding team to a good one that he's noticed that teams don't run on them as often because they're quite eager to rebound the, the ball to make sure that they contend with their own defensive glass. And some of this is effort. There's some technique in rebounding and stuff like that. But, you know, rebounding is a fairly visceral experience for those who partake and those who watch. And effort obviously plays a, a large part in it. The Raptors did a much better job in this game, keeping the Suns off the glass, keeping them out of out of transition, and also making sure that their big man, DeAndre Ayton, wasn't the guy to completely dismantle them after they had so much trouble with Zubac and Steven Adams, for example. The Raptors, a much better job. Nick Nurse said he wouldn't put names to what they were doing, but the Raptors, you know, some doubling on the catch, showing a lot of attention at DeAndre Ayton, fronting and pushing him out like really trying to make sure that they switched up looks also really trying to make sure that they they were very aggressive in those looks and the two of ten from the field that he finished with I think he yeah he, he only finished with four points didn't hit a single free throw didn't take one they phased a very big man out of the game and I think DeAndre is I think he's like 60 percent from the field 18 and 10 on the season he's a, a meaningful big man in the NBA and the Raptors, they they nullified him tonight. So that was really impressive. That was one of the big things from the outset. And even though Chris Paul gets 20 and 12, even though Michael Bridges gets 21, and, you know, the Suns have some contributions from elsewhere on the roster. Ish Wainwright, for example, hitting a couple threes in that game. So pretty fun for him. But they spent less than 10% of their possessions in transition. So the Raptors kept them in the half court, were able to squeeze the floor with their length, and they had really good minutes from a bunch of different players on the roster, be it Chris Boucher, Thad Young, Jeff Downton Jr., whoever. The Raptors found minutes that they liked. Coloco is also somebody who deserves some love in this game for being part of these schemes, these aggressive ones, um, being a presence at the rim, helping clean up the glass and that kind of stuff. I believe Coloco at this point is the uh, plus minus or net rating king, the on-off king for the, for the Raptors. And so the Raptors... They need that big presence on the floor. They were able to fight it when they were smaller in this game too, but it was nice to see guys like anywhere from Coloco to, to Thad to Jeff Doden at the point of attack, keeping the ball in front of them, doing a better job of it, which is a little bit, bit easier with Chris Paul relative to some of the speedier guards in the league, but doing a good job of kind of protecting spots on the floor, 
making sure that the ball was controlled. And you can't control it to the utmost degree defensively. But you can kind of guide the ball around. If you have that shell of your defense and you do a good job of not letting anything in, the Raptors, it's tougher to maintain a shell when you're in rotation. But if you do it well enough, you can, you know, you can be switching out the back end of the shell, for example. And you can be, there can be a guy popping out, the shell breaks to to cover a play, but a guy can come in at the back end and recover from there. It's kind of this amorphous blob of defense. And the Raptors did a much better job of navigating their defensive end in this game. I, I thought that was really nice to see. Gary Trent Jr., uh, the best player in this game, and good for him, man. Uh, Pascal Siakam, I'm sure, was absolutely delighted to see that down the stretch. Gary Trent Jr. wasn't just a guy who was being created for, who was making great reads in those catch-and-go situations for his own scoring, which has been a huge aspect of his game this year, which I love. But he was a guy who they could give a bunch of pick-and-roll possessions to. He could snake his way into the lane, get to his spot, hit a jumper. He could uh, get 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 two guys sent at him, make the play out to Christian Coloco, who hits his first three in, you know, not in the dying seconds of the game, but in clutch time. First three of his NBA career. That was nice to see. But mostly just a guy who saw that the Suns were trying to protect against him. You know, we, we talked about that protect defense, keeping the ball in front of you. But if Gary Trent Jr. is on a heater and you're keeping him in front of you, he might just pull up right in front of you. And he he had a ton of plays in this game. Some in transition, yes, finishing at the bucket, getting to the free throw line, nine for nine from there tonight, which was awesome. But mostly a guy who's crab dribbling, using these escape dribbles into jump shots, very, very crafty, and getting to, to the spots that he was comfortable on the floor. Are those spots the spots you want him to always be getting to? There wasn't that much downhill presence tonight in the half court. No, you want to see a little bit better mix. But this happened to be a game where he's on a heater. And when Gary Trent Jr. is on a heater, you let the guy shoot kind of whatever he wants. And the Raptors, they they got to experience the benefit of that. And Pascal Siakam, sure, he had he had some plays down down the stretch. He he had what, like 26 and 10 and four or five during the game, but like this was Gary's game. You know, 35 points on 22 shots. You take that anytime you can get it. And this is something that the Raptors, when they were winning last year, Pascal, you know, and the Raptors did win a lot of those games where Gary went ballistic. It was nice that in those games you saw their defense working. Yes. Pascal providing a baseline of sorts. Yes. Especially Fred post-All-Star break, that kind of stuff, or even a little bit before, right? But having Gary who, you know, game to game, sometimes it's going to be 14 points. Sometimes it's going to be 16. Sometimes it's going to be 28. 33 something like that it's nice to have a blow-up game from him and I know that New Orleans game was really really tremendous for him I think what he had 36 to 37 off the bench he's in the starting lineup tonight from the get-go he has a very large offensive presence in this game a nice defensive one as well the ball pressure was good um, some of the rotations good we saw a team that needed a shot maker and found one tonight and and amidst all that, yes, we have like a little bit of creation off the bounce from OG Ananobi, some nice drives, and Pascal Siakam, you know, moving the defense, quite a few hockey assists in this game too, getting his his teammates into positions where they get easier shots, they're put in a position to succeed, all that kind of stuff, and then and scoring his own, not a huge voluminous scoring night for Pascal Siakam, but playing the Robin, 
to Gary's Batman in this one, and I'm sure he was very appreciative. He didn't talk to media after the game, but you'd have to imagine. And the uh, the star sophomore, Scotty Barnes, I, I talked, what well, Nick Nurse talked to media after the game. I asked him about Scotty and, and picking up, you know, because he was picking up Chris Paul three-quarter court. Sometimes those ended up in scores. Sometimes they didn't. And he said that they really liked the switch, putting OG on Aiton, and then having Scotty on Chris Paul. And he says, you know, they do this with other teams, which they definitely do. This is something I talked about with Sam Vecini when we talked about Scotty, is that Scotty is extremely good at this one, you know, he's good at many things on the court, but he's extremely good at this micro skill of defense, which is switching off of the pick and roll onto bigs. He's very, like, he's good in recovery. He's very big with his arms. He gets big you know, presents himself as a blockade for passes, entry passes, pocket passes, lob passes, whatever. He gets back into the play. He fronts really aggressively. That worked really well with DeAndre Ayton. And uh, so that was awesome to see. But Nick also commended him on getting the ball up the floor. And that was something you could notice is that Siakam, maybe he's tired. Maybe he's not feeling it all the way. You know, he, he carried in the first half, had a lot of pick and roll possessions. But... There was a stretch where Scotty was getting the ball, sprinting it up the floor, just trying to see like, hey, is there a seam I can find? Am I going to bring a guy over to rotate to the rim where I can drop the ball off or find a three? Really pushing so that they could try and find early offense. Now, did they find a lot of early offense in those you know situations? No, they didn't. The Suns did a pretty good job of getting back. But Scotty was probing. He forced the Suns back. He kept that pressure there. And that kind of stuff, even if it wasn't a big deal in this game, ends up being a big deal down the line if you're a guy who's going to do that. Pascal scores like this all the time, early offense stuff, you know, a step-up screen in pseudo-transition, anything like that. Scotty, you know, it, it didn't happen in this game, but I really like that from him. And Nurse commended him on that. And also, as a connective piece, being a guy who's, you know, dribble handoff, screen, you know, cut it around the back end, that kind of stuff, like the motion... He should be happy with. I think many people should. It was, it was nice to see from him. Also, can I say Jeff Doughton Jr., the point of attack, he's got great compete, you know, on defense. He's a slight fella. He's quick twitch, though. I think he's got great athleticism, and that puts him in a good position against these guards who are quick, who aren't like a burly Jalen Brunson, Kyle Lowry type, that he can play on top of the screen, skip around, get in front, you know, angle guys into help and all that kind of stuff. And in some cases, get a steal, force turnovers. I think that, you know, Jeff, it's not been a ton of possessions, but going all the way back to Detroit, for example, this is a guy who, when he's he's coming to these games, has been a pretty damn good defender. Not all NBA, not, you know, a star level defender, nothing like that. But a guy who's come in and provided serious punch at the point of attack has significant pace to what he tries to do offensively. And while the Raptors do run into the limitations of that, if they hand over too many possessions to him, and also some of the spacing issues that he isn't seen as a bona fide shooter at the NBA level, so they suffer some of that stuff. But he's controlling what he can control, the stuff that's you know effort-based, technique-based, you know, relying on his athleticism and his smarts defensively, that feel for the game. He's controlling that end of the floor. And there's a lot of talent offensively in the NBA that he has to try and compete with for possessions. But if he's willing to, you know, bring that lunch pail, defend at the point of attack, I think that you can keep finding minutes for him, even if it's just in a pinch. 
and on the the other guard uh, situation, Malachi, not not his best game. I think that the Raptors in this one, even though the defense, I think you can kind of hang your hat there and say Malachi, well done. If it sounds like I'm grading on a curve for for Jeff and not for Malachi, it's true. I am. Jeff is the the two way guy who's trying to bust into the league. Malachi, the first rounder, end of first rounder, but a guy who's also trying to make his stamp, but came in with significantly more pedigree, shot making, that kind of stuff. And it wasn't a big game for that or anything like that. But at least the the compete level defensively is there. And, uh, you know, 18 minutes didn't go super well for Malachi. But um, the Raptors are short of Fred Van Vliet right now. So there are minutes for the guards. I imagine before Fred comes back, if it's not next game, if it's, you know, a couple games from now, Malachi continues to try and make his case. It's not guaranteed to be made or anything like that, but, you know, he'll do his thing. He's probably a little bit disappointed with his performance tonight, unfortunately. But yeah, you know, Thad, Chris, and and Christian, I think Nick sounded proud of the the work that they put in, and Thad especially, um, banging around with the bigs, a a couple moves to get his own shots, um, also, you know, a couple slick passes as well. It's nice to see Thad when the offense is humming because he's such an additive. It's also nice to see sometimes that he can create a little bit for himself, those pinch post actions, being able to throw it in, cut around him, do that kind of stuff. It's nice to see that the Raptors can go to that. It's not high volume. It's not high efficiency, but it's something. That's what Thad provides. And then you get all the energy stuff on top of that. And then with Chris, you know, hit a three tonight. Had a significant presence, you know, uh, Monty Williams before the game brought up Boucher specifically and said every time he's on the court, he turns into a track meet and he's really tough to contend with. And a nice compliment for Chris because, you know, he's he's had a little bit of a tough stretch lately. And to see like, hey, you know, the coach comes in and says, we think about this guy and how he changes the game when he checks in. And Chris did not not for the full stretch wasn't his most consistent performance, but he definitely had some moments in this one. And then Christian, yeah, finishing on some laydowns, hitting that corner three, making hard rotations to the rim, and and being mindful of how he's supposed to play Aiton and these bigger guys when he's sharing the court with them. Uh, really nice to see. He, he's just working his way into being a full-time NBA player and a guy who, you know, hopefully that the Raptors really like going forward. Reggie Evans Award, I want to give it to Jeff Doughton, honestly. I I like his heart, man. I like to compete at the point of attack. And I know it's it's tough. Anybody who's played basketball, of course, the NBA is heightened and much more difficult, of course, and something that, you know, I, I'd be very surprised if anybody listening now has played at the NBA level. It's hard. Very few people, very small, minuscule percentile of people do it. But I imagine it's difficult to just go game to game not knowing if you're going to play and then just bust your ass trying to play defense for, you know, when you get out there and not make mistakes and make sure that you don't hurt the team on that end and also try and be somebody who can be relied upon to move the ball, make shots, you know, create a little bit on the other side. It's not easy, but this is what Jeff wants to do. This is what he's what he's been working for. I'm glad to see him get some return on it. Top quick reaction comment is from Barnes underscore Y. Quote, Happy New Year to everyone on RR, May 2023. Bring happiness to all y'all and your families. Let's pray the Raps keep on winning and Masai bring a center and a playmaker, end quote. Yeah, everybody listening, uh, Happy New Year to you because I won't be talking to you after... There's no game tonight or tomorrow, I should say. 
And um, yeah, have a happy new year. I hope your holidays were awesome to anybody who's listening. Um, you know, I wish the best to you, your family, anybody you hold dear. And uh, yes, I would love, love if the Raptors got a center and a playmaker. They're about to play Indiana. And Indiana looks too good. But God, I would just love if Buddy Heald and Miles Turner were Toronto Raptors. And I know, like, Miles Turner, the center is more important than the Heald, but Buddy Heald playing next to Pascal Siakam, I think would be like Nirvana. Heald is really good. I'm sure we'll see that in Indiana. But he's, he's I think he's heavily underrated as a player. He does, he makes so much out of these off-ball actions. He makes so much of his shooting gravity, and he can put the ball on the floor. Man, he just, he's a wonderful offensive player. I'd love to see him play next to Pascal. Um, that's a pipe dream for me, but worth noting. Uh, yeah, Barnes underscore Y, thanks for writing in. Listener, thanks for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, go to raptorsrepublic.com, subscribe. That's the most important one. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, thanks for tuning in. Let me chop it up with you uh, if you got into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.